So I have an offering for you all. Make sure you listen to the end of this episode so you can hear all about it. Hey, it's HPG. This is the podcast, Living My Breastless Life, the show where we hear about my journey to heal while battling cancer, being a wife, a toddler mom. We're going to cover all things real life. We learn what it really means to heal no matter what we go through. In season one, you will hear some of my story along with episodes featuring my occasional co-host, Martha, and some badass guests. There will be humor, life hacks, tips and tricks, and further proof that truth can be stranger than fiction. So it's just me today. My family has the stomach bug and I'm holed up in my studio to avoid the germs. So that just felt like a really good opportunity to reflect on chemo and give y'all some thoughts I had during that time. So let's go. Chemo ran over the course of five months, 16 total chemo treatments. AC, AKA the Red Devil, was given every other week because of its potency and how negatively it impacts your body. Because I was younger in the cancer world, I was told I could handle treatment every other week. Folks over 60 get this type of treatment every three weeks. You can receive four of this kind in your lifetime because it's hard on your heart and overall just terrible for your body, but it can help you be cancer. I share these details because I promised I would be real. I will spare you a lot of my chemo journey because it was long and very hard, y'all. On the way to my first treatment, I took a selfie because I knew this exact version of me would never be the same. When I had my first treatment, my pre-meds to keep me from getting so sick did not work. By 1 p.m. that day of my very first treatment, I felt like I had been on a seven-day bender using alcohol and uppers with no sleep. I also felt like I had licked a metal lamppost and had, like, the Taipei flu. The months on chemo are lost to me now for the most part. A blur, like a moment froze and lost in time. I recall feeling pretty terrible throughout Apart from the nausea and vomiting, having bone pain, and being intensely aware that I had a bone marrow, for context, my lower back hurt due to this because the shots I took the day after treatment that reactivated my bone marrow to help with blood counts. I felt as good as one can feel when they're on the strongest chemo offered to cancer patients. I received the next part of my chemo treatment weekly I lost part of my nails, had increased bone pain, lost every hair on my body. Be appreciative of your nose hairs today, because it really sucks without them, let me tell you. List your nose hairs as part of your daily gratitude if you have nothing you can think of to write down. Mar drove me to every chemo treatment and worked from her car. She wasn't allowed to come into the infusion room due to COVID. I dressed really cute for every treatment, wore fun earrings and bright lipstick. 
I took treats to the nurse's station for other patients, lived on weird foods that I craved, puked in the middle of phone calls as easily and dramatically as a sneeze comes and goes, got pneumonia, funky skin infections, and gained a lot of weight. Breast cancer patients often gain a lot of weight, and I was new to menopause, and the drugs made me pretty big and puffy. I really didn't care then, and I really don't care now. I just want to be healthy and have pretty nails and all of my hair. The version of myself that wanted to look like everyone else and have the perfect body left me a long time ago. I will take a happy soul living in my truth and integrity any day over a size six. I don't trash my body the way I used to. It failed me in many ways, but look at what it can endure. I will say that my skin changes bothered me. So I took a makeup and skincare class and learned how to help it. Check out episode 10 and learn more about it. I deeply love my skincare routine to this day. I couldn't remember the steps for shit, but that's why they make post-it notes. Chemo brain was intense. It's starting to get a little bit better. Everything was intense and slow at the same time. I was not myself and reminded my loved ones of that often. I continued to work full time, sometimes from bed. People ask me how I worked during what I think was the most difficult part of treatment. I typically respond, um, maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm just tenacious. Maybe it's a little bit of both. It provided the obvious insurance and income, but it also gave me a sense of purpose and what I feel like was a healthy distraction. I wanted to be seen as a leader, as a person, not solely as a cancer patient. I continued showing up for myself in various ways. Sometimes I just laid in bed and had a loved one sit on the phone, no talking. I just wanted to know someone was there when Martha and Piper were home. I continued showing up for my support calls with no more wasted days to get support for myself, but also be in service of others. I continued going to therapy virtually every week, met with my cancer coach, listened to a ton of self-improvement books. I listened to a lot of podcasts and watched a lot of true crime. I showed up for the version of myself that I was at that time, the best way I knew how. We went to a little zoo in our town into a mountain cabin for a long weekend. I made sure that I planned things to look forward to. I didn't want to go down a deep depression ever again like I did at the beginning of the pandemic. So I did everything I could to stay in the best spirits possible. I leaned on other people who were going through similar situations as me. Easter is one of my fondest memories during that time. The church was so lively, even the music. That says a lot for the Episcopal Church, and even more coming from me because they could stand a little more soul in their music. I often tease about this a lot. I loved watching our daughter hunt Easter eggs if there could be an Olympic sport in hunting Easter eggs, our daughter would win. 
hands down. That girl was on it. I celebrated my last chemo with a shirt, said no more chemo, and chocolate cake. I really debated ringing the chemo bell. I worried it might make other patients feel bad if they had gotten bad news recently or if they were there for palliative care purposes only. With much encouragement from my people, I did it, and I'm glad that I did. I remember when I was sitting in the chemo chair receiving infusions. It did make me smile when I heard the bell ring. It gave me hope. More recorded me ringing the bell. I may never watch it, and that is okay. Due to my nature and who I am as a person, my port was removed exactly four days later. Not a lot of grass grows under my feet. We held one heck of a birthday party for our daughter's birthday, who's turning two. She and I are about 36 hours apart in birthdays. I would start radiation soon, and I wanted to choose what was done to my body. I got two more tattoos when my hemoglobin was stable. My doctor said she had never had a patient ask her about clearance for tattoos this soon. She says she thinks of me every time she sees Wednesday Adams. I tease her about saying, you're welcome. I started checking off items on the list I had made when I was on chemo, and there was no, no chemo. My suggestion for anyone who's starting chemo is to make plans of something you look forward to. Reach out for support if you need it, even if you don't know what you need. I recently learned that asking for help is the most responsible thing you can do when I interviewed Laura McCowan about her new book, Push Off From Here. Check out episode 14 for more truths around dealing with your thing. I would say dealing with cancer and treatment is definitely a thing we need to heal from. I have been on a healing journey for a very long time, and that journey became very intense in April of 2021. Even during chemo, I gave that healing journey as much energy and effort as I possibly could. Additionally, Sour Patch Kids are incredibly helpful for nausea and hot flashes and anxiety. Recently, I was able to interview Laura McGowan about her new book, Push Off From Here. That said, I have an extra copy. So hop on over to Instagram, follow According to HPG, send me a DM of a topic you'd like to hear, including your email and I will randomly select a person who gets to receive Laura's book, Push Off From Here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living My Breastless Life. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go get your mammograms. <laughs>